questions, you join me today, I know you need my mini course, Four Steps to Get Out of Your Own Damn Way, the essential guide for women on a big-ass mission. It provides the no-nonsense basics that allow you to remove the obstacles keeping you from reaching your entrepreneurial greatness. I'm giving this to you now, no strings attached. Just go to creelan.com and click the button to get your copy. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N.com. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. And today, I welcome Connie Curtis to the show. Before I bring Connie on the line, I just want to tell you a little bit more about her. Connie is a coach for people newly diagnosed with gluten intolerance and food allergies. She teaches them the essentials of how to embrace switching to a gluten-free, allergy-free lifestyle. Connie takes them from surviving to thriving effortlessly to health and vibrance. She is the speaker and an author of the 21 Days to Gluten-Free and an expert in the gluten-free food allergy area. So welcome, Connie, to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I forgot to ask you pre-show. I always ask people, well, obviously not always because I didn't ask you, um, what, where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. All right. Representing. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Now, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, so we're not too terribly far from each other. Um, not too far. But, yeah, so I just like to give people an idea of where everyone is. So, um, wonderful. So, I'm so happy to have you on the show. I'm really interested in what you're going to be talking about today. Um, but before we kind of, like, dive into that, I would love to know just a little bit more about you and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Well, um. Wow. I would say I had to get out of my way in my own damn way in a couple of ways. Um, physically because I had to get healthy and then, you know, the other part of it, the mindset. So, um, I really started unraveling both way, both things around me when I got, when, um, I found out that I was, um, gluten intolerant, but I was also celiac. So I was really, really sick. And mm-hmm. um, my body was not functioning how it should be, and neither was my brain. So um, I really went on my gut feeling um, to really drive my health. Like, I really had no idea what I was doing, but, I, you know, I went through a couple of doctors and found, finally found my functional doctor that knew what to do on the medical side. But then mm-hmm. once I got really healthy, I figured out I also had to get on my own damn way, like in a lot of the food stories and things around like that, which also I led to just getting more on my own damn way you know, when I decided to start my business. So it's sort of been a two-unfolding thing because of my physical condition. I really can distinguish some of the, you know, the head trips, my, my ego, you know, my stories that were stopping me. Yeah, yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And I like how you said food stories because we do. We have a lot of food stories, and we do. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. This health, this whole health thing, is something that I'm tackling this year as well. And 
and have hired someone to help me with it. And uh, to be honest, it isn't going quite as I had hoped it would, but I think it's still like there's just so much to uncover and so much um, to really kind of dive into. But there are like that's a food stories like that's still tripping me up. So I'm really curious um, about that because a lot of people have something it seems these days you know they they're allergic or like you said the gluten intolerance and and you had mentioned i'm not sure if i I do know what this is but i'm not sure if everyone in my audience picked up on the celiac can you explain a little bit what celiac is yeah i can um celiac is an autoimmune disease caused by being gluten intolerant by being gluten intolerant so basically um it's just autoimmune autoimmune disease caused by being gluten intolerant, and not necessarily everybody has it. So, if mm-hmm. you're allergic to gluten, yeah. So, what were some of the symptoms that you experienced when you kind of find out found out all of that stuff? Well, um, it had been going on for a really long time, and, and that was before like there was even a mention that gluten intolerance existed um, as a mm-hmm. conversation out you know, just in the media and out in general in general conversations, right? Um, so I mean for a really long time I, I always felt hungry. Um, foggy headedness was a really I mean, one of one of my biggest symptoms. Um I mean I I was so foggy headed all the time. It was it was really hard to function even to the day to day activities that you just did, like that we all just sort of do on autopilot usually. That was even hard mm-hmm. for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um bloating, um, you know, constipated diarrhea sometimes. Um I had rosacea, um, a skin to skin condition, which a lot of people seem to have skin conditions, um, side of the gluten and heart. And um, um, depression. Depression is another really big symptom that people have. And I, I, that was when my, you know, I was just really depressed because um, I didn't feel good. I didn't know what the hell was going on. And I thought I was just stressed like everybody else, right? I had I had a lot of stressful events that happened in my life, like in a uh-huh. short time period where my father had passed away and I got divorced, like, pretty much around the same time. So. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, like general senses, like most people, I, I didn't like my job. Um, you know, I was always looking for something better in that area, something that I thought I would love, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so, and I ask that not because, like, obviously we're not here trying to diagnose people out there with similar symptoms, but just to kind of, everyone can have different symptoms, but the symptoms mm-hmm. listed can be symptoms of so many other things, too. And even, yeah. like, just depression, like the foggy-headedness, the lack of motivation, you know, and there are physical symptoms that come with depression, anxiety, and other kinds of conditions, and also other medical conditions as well. So it's super important to be keeping track of, like, what's going on for you. And also, like you said, and this, I think, has been one of the trickiest things for me, is, like, finding the right medical provider who can help you through that journey, because not everyone approaches these symptoms the same way. Exactly, and that's a very good, big obstacle a lot of people are struggling with or dealing with nowadays. Um, I mean, I I was, um, I don't want to say I was fortunate. I just actually followed my gut. Like, I actually um, went looking at functional medicine um, instead of Western medicine just because that's what I chose to do because um, I thought they would have more knowledge around this area. 
And um, all functional doctors are not created equal. Um, and just like all Western MDs aren't created equal, where it's starting to shift and level out a little bit now where, you know, it's, you know, the Western, some doctors in the Western world are actually getting a little more a handle around this. Um, so um, I finally found my doctor just by, I was doing tons and tons of research on the internet to figure out what the hell was going on with me because I wasn't getting better when I went to, uh-huh. you know, went to the doctor. At first, I didn't think I needed to go, right? I thought, like, I could just take food out. That would be it, probably like a lot of people uh-huh. did. And that didn't work. I started going backwards. I started getting, like, chronic fatigue and some other really, you know, not-so-fun things. Um, and, you know, it, it was just trying to function. Like, I was very fortunate to have a partner that, like, she didn't really understand, but he, he's the one that even helped me figure it out was I was gluten intolerant, at least in the beginning. Um, but it did, it got really rough on our relationships. I mean, and it gets uh-huh. really rough on relationships. Um, it can be at least, right, even with an understanding partner. Um, so I finally found, you know, a functional doctor online that really, he specializes in this area. And um, just by questions, he suggested me asking my other doctor. And when the other doctor told me, no, I didn't need to do some tests, I was just sort of like, um, I'm going to get another, you know, I'm, I'm going to another functional doctor then. Because one thing mm-hmm. I definitely learned is you want to be responsible for your health. And if you're asking questions and you don't like the answers you're getting back, then go to someone else. I mean, go to someone else. That's one of my biggest you know, don't just listen to your doctor and think that he knows it all, right? And that you don't have a say in this, it's your health. So, um, you know, Absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah. So finally, when I found the functional doctor I, I went to in Sugarland, um, like with his metal, medical protocol, and he, and he was really thinking out of the box, like I would say, especially when I found him, um, you know, and I already had all this knowledge and experiences from doing things wrong. I mean, not, not, but, you know, just in my journey, like I wasn't doing things that were helping me get healthy. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I put the two things together and that's how I, I mean, that's why one of the reasons, biggest reasons I started my business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. I mean, it sounds like you really used your intuition to kind of figure out um, the right path for you, which is so important too, is finding, you know, what's right for you. Cause it is different, and and different doctors approach it differently. Like you said, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not only just Western doctors, but then Eastern doctors have different philosophies as well. Um, and then you know, there's the whole naturopathic world, and there, there's just so so many options for us now. Um, but I think being a good advocate for yourself is also super important. I think a, a lot of us, like you said, will just kind of we'll go somewhere, we'll hear what they have to say and then it's either we follow their advice or we don't but when we if we want to ask questions or question the advice they're giving us you know we it, we have to feel comfortable doing that we have to feel um, like we're being heard and it doesn't mean that we have to agree on everything but um, it's it's important for us to feel comfortable with with that relationship because it's you know our body is a pretty darn important thing. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Life. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, and I would just say if you're not feeling comfortable with the answers you're getting back, you know that's that's something your body. I mean, it's you know take cue and listen there. <laughs> so that's what I found. Yeah, you know, on the third functional like 
um, or the, after the second person I went to, and it wasn't really going that much better. You know, it, it, you got to really dig deep sometimes. And, and when you're sick, it's, it can be really hard to hear that voice that, you know, we're all trying to listen to that we're told about, like, you know, intuition, right? It can be really covered up and you really sometimes you know you know but it will scream at you I think in the end at least mine did you know that you had to do something (laughs) so right and it's something it's just sometimes sounds different so sometimes it's like Mm -hmm. I don't really like this person so you know that might be your intuition nudging you to find somebody else or it might you know the the advice that you do follow makes things different in in a not great way and and I know sometimes we have to get a little more uncomfortable before things kind of shift but um we also have to listen to like it does this feel right is this the right course of action for for my health yeah absolutely yeah and and you know I, I love that you kind of put that mindset piece in there too um but one of the things and I'm so glad that you're you're on the show is that we I think sometimes we get really hard on ourselves when we are in a brain fog or when we're really tired and we just think, well, it must be my mindset. It must be how I'm approaching things. There's something wrong. And and we forget that, well, there might be an underlying medical or physical thing going on. So I think that piece is, like, so crucial. And I know I don't talk about that um, as much as I could on my show or in my tribe, but it is super important like if you if you're in tune with your body and you know something's not right then you know it's like we could sit there and be hard on ourselves for like not being able to shift into the right mindset but what if we have a medical issue like if we're allergic to the food we're eating our body is screaming at us and it's important to to take those signals seriously and to get the support that we need to get that in balance yeah um and it's interesting that you actually that up <laughs> um, because at the time I was going through, um, you know, some um, transformational courses, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I always felt like I wasn't quite getting it or, you know, people would tell me I was resisting and, and just to, you know, give it up and move on, right, whatever I was resisting. And I was sort of mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. I was like, I really don't feel good, and I don't think this is just, you know, some kind of mindset thing I can give up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just yeah. sort of like crazy. Like, I got where they were coming from, but I also got, like, I thought it was just more than that. So, you know, yeah. Right, and that's, that's the thing, too. I mean, I've dealt with a lot of clients who've had medical issues underlying, and, you know, you really have to address those things, if not first, at least concurrent to doing mm-hmm. other kinds of work with them because, it, you know, we forget, and I, my audience knows I preach this all the time, we forget we're attached to a body. Like, we want to be thinkers. Like, if we could just be ahead walking around with our spinning thoughts and over analyzing things, we'd be super happy, right? <laughs> you know, but the thing is we're attached to this body and this body is what gets us through every day. This body gets us from point A to point B and it you know, it's the vessel for our intuition. It's the vessel for our thinking. So we have to to pay attention to it and it's it's super important. Like I just can't even emphasize it enough. And it's 
you know, and that's why I think, like, it's important to be getting, like, regular medical checkups. Well, I can be, like, a poster child right now for medical care, but, <laughs> <laughs> but when something's wrong, we do need to get that checked out because, oh, my gosh, like, thinking your way into or out of, like, this this self-berating thing or thinking, like, something's wrong or the other side, what you experience, too, which is a lot of clients – are like, well, people don't believe me. They don't. They think that I'm not telling mm-hmm. the truth about my symptoms. And, and I know I've had a lot of clients complain about doctors not getting it either, and it, that's why we have to be advocates. But let me ask you this, because okay. I know for myself and my family members going through, like, when you're in physical turmoil, how good of an advocate can you be for yourself? You know, it, it can seem very overwhelming and hard, um, and all you can really do is ask, you know, is, like, um, try, if, if something isn't really feeling or jiving right with you, like, and I was really sick. Like, I, I want to emphasize this just for, like, I mean, I was foggy-headed, like, I could barely function. But yet, I, my body somehow got to me, and I, I can't explain to you, it was just that little thing that you sort of feel sometimes, right, when your intuition kicks in, like, mm-hmm. that I had to really step up for myself. Like, and it was hard. Don't get me wrong. It was physically very hard, and, like, it took all my energy to do it. But I just knew, like, deep down inside that if I didn't do something, even though I had a partner, that he's great, right? And he even told me, my first functional doctor, he was like, I'm not really jiving with what he's doing with you, right? Uh-huh. Um, but I, I was sick, and I sort of just wanted somebody to fix me at that point, and I didn't really see it. But after that, like, I just really, like, when things weren't working right, and I knew I didn't want to, like, just sit in my house, and I felt like I was just going to die. I mean, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. I, was, I felt I was going to be better off if I did die, because I knew, like, that I just didn't want to sit around and not, you know, not be active and, you know, sort of be like how we, we put older people in their walking chairs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just knew that wasn't, like, how it was going to go down. And, like, I just I felt somewhere deep down inside that I had to do some kind of action. Like, I had to find somebody that could help me. Like, you know, I get all this knowledge, but I'm not a medical person or doctor, right? So I just knew I had to find the right medical doctor and... I think from that, you know, I have believed that God or universe or whoever you want to call them, you know, just sort of like I took the action, but, you know, it came together, right? So, so that's yeah. what I think. Yeah. And, can, and I, I applaud you because I know that it's re- it can be really challenging to be an advocate for yourself when you can't think straight mm-hmm. or when you mm-hmm. when you don't feel good. Like I, I've been an advocate um in the past for family members and um, because I know, I know what it's like. I can see how much different they are when they're in that state. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, like you said, though, even though you have a very supportive partner, it's still like sometimes it can be like tricky, you know, when mm-hmm. other people are advocating for you too because if you're not able to kind of speak up, um, at the time of something going on, but it's it's good that you were able to have that conversation after you left the doctor's office. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel very, you know, fortunate that I actually listened, you know, to my body. Like, I mean, you know, um, yeah. So, like, 
And if you have someone that you need to be an advocate for you, I mean, I totally get that as well because, you know, there's been people I've met that have been sicker than me, which really surprised me. But, you know, okay. um, my friends always told me I was, like, special, and I don't mean in a good way, but special that, like, um, like food affected me so much. And I kept telling them, you know, I'm not the only person out there that has this happening to them. So, and, th- and that was, like, you know, probably about five years ago, right, when it wasn't a huge conversation. So um, it can still be tough, like, with doctors, aides, and family and friends really getting it, though, you know. Um, sometimes they don't really get it, like, till after they see you go from the state you were in, which was extremely sick, till to, like, you being healthy and, like, being able to do, do things and, like, actually have color, you know. I mean, small things like this, like, right. Um, yeah, because that's become kind of part of your personality to people is, like, you're kind of functioning in a different way than you'd like to be functioning and you're sick. And then so people kind of come to equate that's what you look like, right, or that's what it exactly. is to be around you. So it's, and when it, there's a huge change, then people go, like, oh, my gosh, like, what just happened? What, 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 what did you do there? What's different about you? Yeah. It's very interesting, um, and and also, um, you know, that's where I find with a lot of people, you know, not just food stories, but the stories, you know, when you start working on food stories, it sort of has that ripple effect, right, into other areas of, of their life. Mm-hmm. And I don't even realize that. And the other thing that I found very interesting in my journey, and I still find it interesting today, is like, you know, how people, like, when we went to restaurants, um, and this includes my partner and I, like, you know, it's just like, oh, you can't eat anything. And it's sort of like, you know, I came to a restaurant to just get served, not – and I get they were trying to be related to me, but it was just sort yeah. of like, did you do that to a regular, you know, to another customer that had no food allergies? Like, it really wanted us to leave the restaurants a lot of time because I just wanted to go eat. I didn't want to hear comments on, like, how I had to eat, right? I mean, I had to deal with that for myself. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You know, and it, and the first, I mean, it just made it harder, you know, and a lot of people go through embarrassing, and I mean, it's confusing and overwhelming in the beginning anyway a lot of times, you know, um, especially, I don't know, especially around gluten, but there's a lot of myths and and different point of views around gluten on, like, how you should eat gluten, like, whether it be the traditional gluten-free diet or, like, to eat completely gluten-free, which is what I'm an advocate of because that's how I got healthy. Um, you know, where there's science showing that there's actually gluten in all grains, even though it's different types. And now I keep hearing varying conversations on that. So it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I bet it is. Yeah, because, I mean, our, it's really, really hard to stay away from gluten in this country. It um, is. Um, yeah. It's very hard. It's, it's sneaky. Yeah. It's sneaky. It's hidden in places mm-hmm. that you wouldn't think it's hidden in, like um, – Vanilla extract, like vanilla mm. itself is fine, but I had a lot of distillate, you know, distillers, they use a grain alcohol to, um, you know, process that vanilla out of the vanilla bean, right? And they tell, you know, companies or people that make the products that, you know, all the proteins will be taken out of the distillation process. But that's like, I mean, there's just no way to promise that like really promise it right i mean it's like saying there's going to be no dirt when you take you know your 
beets that are fresh out of the garden, right, or something, you know. And even if you wash them, you still might have a little, I mean, flakes of dirt you can't even see. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's really yeah, interesting, it's, and, and, and people keep getting sick from ways they don't even know. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I found is as I've made changes, I'm still, like, some of the old symptoms, and some of them are the same things that you mentioned, are coming up. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I eat gluten-free pasta now. Like, what is going on? Uh, <laughs> well, it could be, yeah, it could be. I mean, a lot of times the traditional gluten-free diet keeps you sick. So, or causes other autoimmune diseases, too. So, mm. I mean, it's just a whole – food is one of the most controversial areas, and that's what I really can say about it. You, you know, everybody has their point of view, um, how they got healthy. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it is It is very controversial. There's, I, I've been watching a few documentaries over the last couple of years about – various things and, and it's it's so fascinating and I know gosh, like we're almost out of time but I want to chat a little bit um, before we end about the food story stuff because I'm fascinated with like once you were able to identify physically what was going on and change your diet like then you said you shifted to the mindset work so talk a little bit about that okay um, well, I did once I got healthy, I started shifting more to it when I could actually think. When I was so foggy headed a lot through my healing process, it was just as bad, but I knew the end result, right? Um, mm-hmm. So once I could focus clearly on the mindset, um, and I, I was, I had, my partner had done some transformational um, training, <laughs> so that was helpful too. Um, I just started seeing a lot of, like, the stories I had around food, right, like, where, oh, I can't eat this now, like, I can't have, I don't know, I'm going to say pasta because you just said pasta and I said that. So, like, I can't have pasta anymore. So, like, oh, my God, what am I going to eat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and your brain just goes from there, right, down the rabbit hole, basically, like, for anything else because <laughs> you get depressed and sad and upset. And it's, like, taking away this old comfort food that you've had for, like, probably, you know, I don't know, 30 to, you know, I found out in my, late 40s. So, you know, 30 to 50 years of your life, right? And, and, and yeah. so it's, like, one of those things that's really embedded in our society, like, this is how we eat, this is how we've always eaten, right, for the most part, and we don't know any different. I mean, and, like, we have breads and pastas and, and like, you know, another thing that's sort of all too, is, like, we've all gotten into, like, um, really busy, which I totally get, um, you know, but people start eating fast food or buying, you know, the like the hamburger helper stuff or whatever, right? We really, you know, mm-hmm. the process, not just yeah. eating, yeah, not eating simple whole whole real food. So, I mean, it's sort of just been this whole rabbit hole. We've all, I mean, I would say society has went down to, and we definitely haven't been the ones that uh, have um, benefited from it, right? Um, <laughs> it's totally yeah. been other parties that have benefited from it. And then just add all, you know, I think the sources and things like that, like even, you know, it's shown in research studies that glyphosate is one of the things that's causing a lot of the gut problems too. Um, so I really had to tackle it from that. And I had to, had to also, I started encountering other people's food stories. Like, um, 
they weren't, I wasn't eating like them anymore, and they were really pissed off about it. I mean, it was that mm-hmm. simple. And, like, a lot of people just couldn't hang with how I ate, even though I didn't really worry about how they were eating, right? Cause I was just focused yeah. on myself and my health. But they really took it personally. Like, I wasn't eating how I was there anymore. And, like, even some people that were our friends at a point, um, you know, were, like, getting on my back because my partner had changed how he was eating, you know, to make it simpler for for me and I wouldn't and so that I wouldn't get cross contamination in our kitchen anymore. And they really got on my case about that. You know, so it's really interesting how people take it very personally. When you switch eating they can. Um and, you know, if you're not doing the traditional gluten free diet, that's you know, a lot of people can really get I don't know, even been out of shape over that, even that's what you're you know, there's research backing it and and, you know, there's doctors, you know, that back it too with scientific research. But I mean, people can get really been out of shape if they're not eating the same mm-hmm. food as they are. If you don't believe about food, like our food beliefs, even you know, around the same thing. Um, so it can get really messy at times. And you know, the the bad thing is, like, you know, if you're that person that has gluten intolerance or you know, whatever level it is of it, you know the lower level or really celiac level because it's really just a higher level where you feel it more um, or food allergies, you know, you, you can get sick because of people disagreements or not wanting to, you know, do things how you need to have them have them happen, especially if, you know, if they're eating at your house. Like, you know, there's just some things that you have to be um, very – responsible about and, and say this this is how it has to work for me right because you're the one that's going to get sick if if something falls out of place and you know it's not any fun when you're getting sick and trying to get healthy um yeah it's so true and i i've experienced that myself you know like growing up and and eating different than my family um just because my body rejected things and mm-hmm. um, okay and so having that that shame and then and gosh this is so interesting I'm like this is stuff I usually don't talk about in my you know public life but um but this is good good stuff um but I ha- I also have a friend who um has been going through lots of healthy changes and she routinely has you know members uh, in her life people in her life who who are doing what you say. Like, uh, luckily, I've had food issues for a long time, so I tend to um, only, you know, keep friends who are okay with, you know, some of the issues that I have because it's like it's such a huge part of our lives. It is such a huge Mm -hmm. part of our lives and in our social lives and business lives and things like that. Um, But it's, it's so interesting because I'm the same as you. Like, I'm like, I don't care how other people, as long as you're not telling me what I should do because that's what you think I should do, like, eat whatever you need to eat for you. Like, I, I, it's so interesting to see people do that. It's almost like a debate about religion or politics at that point. And, and I'm like, what is it? <laughs> it's like, what it really is. It really is like, um, Especially in the beginning for people, you know, when they're first starting out around this, like um, a lot of times they'll just think it's the food and, and then, you know, if they come to me or like a functional doctor where we tell them they truly gluten-free, it can get even 
trickier than just what people perceive as traditional gluten-free because they don't really understand it. Some people don't believe it. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, some people just, like, my my family was not receptive, like, when I first told them. Like, my mom was cooking the same and, like, you know, um, literally, I mean, we had a massive fight over it because she, she was just sort of like, you know, you can eat how you need to eat and I'm going to cook like this. And it was sort of like, I was sort of like, I don't want to come back and visit you, you know. Mm-hmm. And luckily, mm-hmm. my partner was there and he had a talk with me and, like, I got back to, like, being, you know, where I could think and, and be, you know, okay, well, this is where they're at. They, they don't know anything, right? So I just went, I went and had an authentic talk with them. Like, I told him, you know, if I don't eat this way, you know, there's long-term effects where it could actually, you know, shut down different things in my body, like, I mean, my kidneys and, and things like that. Gluten can over a long-term period, if you don't, like, manage it, you know, it can it can have long-term effects on someone's body, and a lot of people don't realize that. So after that, they were sort of like, okay, and, you know, we just, to make it easier for us, we just said, you know, when we come and visit, we're going to cook because that was just the easier alternative for us, right? And everybody has to find mm-hmm. their, you know, everybody has to find their balance with their friends and family, right? But like you were talking about, your friends do get, I guess, narrow, you know, it narrows down to people that can be with you and can't be with you how you eat or whatever you do after a point. And, and then, then you just get to a point you're just, like, comfortable with it and that's what you do and then... You know, people can't, they can't, and that's okay, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, and that, those are the friends that I think, I'm like, hey, how about we just go for coffee? Like, yeah. you know, like let's not bring food into this interaction here because it's, you know, I, it's, I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable, you know, and if, if other people are feeling uncomfortable and they feel a need to say something to me, then it's uncomfortable for everybody. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, if you can't accept that this is a problem, then, you know, either food needs to not be a part of our relationship or I need to rethink this relationship. And it, that's how, and you're right, like food is so strong. It's such a strong um, part of our lives that it's, you know, it's important to kind of figure that stuff out. I prefer to, to try and work things out. But um, like I said, I have a really great support system around me that understands um and some of my particular issues, and they're, you know, cool with whatever needs to happen. So, and not everyone has that, but um, it's, the solutions are there. They just might not be exactly what you want right now, but <laughs> so there's a solution for everything. Exactly, yeah, and and support is very crucial. That's one reason I started my business. Sometimes you you have, like, maybe one person in your circle or something that can really just be with it and understand it. But then sometimes you just really need somebody else to, like, walk you through it or, you know, be there yeah. and support you for those little questions that come up. Because most doctors don't have – even my doctor, he's great. You know, he just didn't have time for, like, small questions where you get, like, a couple of days, like, um, you know, that you have to wait to find out something. So, it's yeah, it's just – it's variable for people. And I think it helps if the conversation is out there more, but just like everything else, when the conversation gets bigger, it also gets more confusing because more misinformation gets out there too. So exactly. Well, it's, it's great to have people like you who can break it down because there is, it's like every, at every turn it's conflicting information it seems. So it's wonderful that we have people like you to do that. And, and before we wrap up, I would love for you to be able to just share with people how they can get in touch with you if they would like to ask you some questions, get more information, and help weed through all the confusion that's out there. Okay. 
um, they can um, get, contact me on my website at glutenandfoodallergyspecialist.com. I have a contact information form on there. Um, and, excuse me, and um, the other two best ways to contact me are either on Facebook or Instagram, and they're both at um, food, and I can't call it, gluten and food allergy specialist. Sorry. Um, and, um, you know, those are the two pieces of social media. I am always on, and, um, you know, I'll get back to people off of those, both of those things. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much, Connie, for being on the show and sharing um, some wonderful insights into um, the gluten-free allergy uh, type information because it's been really, really enlightening for me. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes of people sharing how they've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.